Chapter 9 of Dixie Kitten by Eva March Tappan. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The New House When the caller went away, she said, I never knew that a cat could behave like that. She acts as if she really loved you as much as a person could do. Still, they say cats care for places rather than people, and if I were you, I would shut her up for two or three days till she gets used to the house, and then she will not try to run away. But if she wants to run away, replied Lady, I do not want to keep her here. And somebody else said softly to herself, Run away? You couldn't drag her away. When morning came, a very happy and curious little cat stepped up from the cellar and began to look about the house. There were only a few things in it that she had not seen before, but they were all in new places, so she found a great deal to examine. Instead of carpets, however, she found many rugs. She was not sure that she liked this, for sometimes she slipped a little on the hardwood floors. The stairs did not go straight up, but made a turn. This was a delightful change, for she could run part way up, then turn and look back through the balusters. After a while, she came to the study. Here she found a new bookcase. It was far better than the tall ones, she thought, for it was much lower, and she felt sure that the top of it would be an excellent place for a kitten to take a nap. Two or three mirrors were now either hung low or were over tables, so she could jump up and look into them, and somebody else declared that the kitten would surely become vain if these were not changed, for she liked so much to sit in front of them and gaze upon her own little self. The windows she liked especially, for they were so low that even a little cat could stretch up and rest her forepaws on the sills and see all that was going on out of doors. Better still, at one of the windows, Lady had put a plush-covered footrest, and here Dixie could sit comfortably in the sunshine and watch the people going by. After a while, Dixie began to wonder what was out of doors, and she let somebody else know that she wished the door opened. Somebody else had not forgotten that the caller had said the cat would run away, but evidently such an idea never entered Dixie's pretty little head. She walked slowly around the house. There was a piazza at the back, and that suited her, but she was still more pleased with the front piazza. It was reached by five or six steps, and there was a high railing where a cat could sit, and no dog would dare to come near her. There were shrubs on either side of the walk with fine cool places to sleep or to lie awake and watch everything that was going on. There was plenty of grass, there were two gnarled apple trees behind the house, and beyond them there was a fine old stone wall that had stood ever since the days when no one had dreamed of turning the great Baldwin orchard into house lots. Some of the rough stones were covered with green moss, and they cast soft gray shadows. Here and there a bit of white quartz flashed in the sunshine. Bright orange nasturtiums ran over the wall, and some tall hollyhocks stood close beside it in a neighborly fashion. It was a beautiful old wall. Dixie thought so, too, but the reason she liked it was because she was sure that in some one of those shadowy places she would certainly find a field mouse. It took Dixie the whole forenoon to look at everything around the house and smell of it. Moreover, in the course of the morning, she had a caller. 
It was not exactly a friendly call, for this next-door cat had been in the habit of coming to see the people who used to live in the house, and she was not pleased to see another cat making herself at home there. She came through the little barbary hedge and said, Wow! in a surprised and aggrieved fashion. I suppose it meant, Who are you and what are you here for? But Dixie did not deign to answer. She jumped upon the piazza railing and looked straight at the next-door cat. The next-door cat ran up the nearest apple tree and looked straight at her. After a while, the next-door cat said, Meow, wow, wow, and came down from the apple tree. She gave one more look over her shoulder at Dixie, but Dixie was opening and shutting her mouth as fast as ever she could, as if she meant to devour everything in sight. The next-door cat marched straight to the gap in the low barberry hedge and went home. This was Dixie's first caller. End of Chapter 9